you are a gamer, specifically the game Call of Duty, regardless of the age, you could be young, you can be old, you could be male, female, it doesn't matter. You are a very avid gamer. What ends up happening essentially is that you spend, you know, three to anywhere from three to five hours every, every evening streaming on Twitch playing Call of Duty. So you've developed a sort of schedule. And you're playing, and I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but you're playing in the basement of your parents' house. You'll see why I bring this up as part of the overall example shortly. Long story short, you end up realizing that your computer screen, you play on the PC, it starts to freeze and glitch up every so often as you're streaming and playing, but you start to work your way up through the digital ranks of the Call of Duty community as becoming very, very good at what you do. You start joining online contests, you start actually making a living from playing these games. Long story short, Let's just say every Friday evening, you like a little bit of what we refer to as, I guess, nose, ca nose candy, white powder, you name it, right before you start your stream. You go and you go purchase this per uh, this can nose candy, let's call it, from your, you know, seller, dealer, whatever you want to call it. And what ends up happening is you get arrested. It turns out that it was an undercover selling to you this whole time. You then get brought in, believe it or not, to a dark black room and you think you're going to be interrogated. You're like, oh crap, here we go, right? I got to get a lawyer, the whole thing. A couple of people, human looking individuals, but their faces are very blurry and you, you, your glasses are on, your vision is totally fine. They approach you and their mouths aren't moving, but you're hearing voices coming from them. You don't know where exactly, but you, you know, so many things are happening at once. You're a little bit flustered and overwhelmed. You just think, okay, you're told telepathically. That's what you gather later on. As you look back on this experience that you're going to be taken to a casino, a casino in Las Vegas that is being privately held for a particular event at one point in the evening that the public is not allowed to enter. And as you're taken to this casino, you are not blindfolded or anything. You're being flown in via helicopters, planes, you name it, to this casino. And you see loads and loads of security, probably enough, secu uh, enough armed guards to invade Poland, as a bit of a metaphor, basically meaning there's so many of them there. You then get into this casino, you go through all these different very advanced biometric security checks and all of this, and you're then told, listen, there's going to be some people that have lived underground for just over 30 years that have not seen the light of day in years. And they've been, they agreed to sign a contract to work underground, this whole thing. And they're going to be coming up and you need to treat them as if they are regular everyday people, because some of them will not look human. You're thinking to yourself, my gosh, I'm a gamer. What does this have to do with anything? You are then told that because you are so good at this Call of Duty game, the government wants to, these, these agents in black suits, they want to introduce you to certain extraterrestrial beings because these beings want to thank you. Because while you were playing Call of Duty, you were actually controlling a robot, a very advanced biological robot that was in the field in the Middle East, alongside its fellow soldiers relative to that of the NATO army, so to speak. And this entire time, while you thought you were just simply streaming and playing Call of Duty, you were actually controlling that robot and killing people in real time. Now, you might think, Dave, why would these extraterrestrials want to thank you for that? Well, again, I never said that they were necessarily good beings. Now, with that being said, I know that it was a bit of a, you know, quite a lengthy uh, introduction and example. However, let's jump right into it. So first and foremost, for those that don't know, we do have a Patreon. It does help support the show very, very adamantly, very strongly. We have many different tiers. Uh, we have a fantastic, loving, welcoming community there, very open-minded individuals. We have loads of content on the Patreon that we simply cannot put out publicly due to the censorship. Patreon.com slash Generation Z. Now let's jump right into it. The Sphinx, harvesting electron beam welding to reignite J-Rod's presence and presence in quotes. So let's jump right into it. Let's literally go... Um, 
step by step, I'm going to put my face in the corner here as to what we are going to be looking at. So first and foremost, what is electron beam welding? So according to TWI-Global.com, all right, what is electron beam welding process definition and advantages? EB, or electron beam welding, is a fusion welding process whereby electrons are generated by an electron gun and accelerated to high speeds using electrical fields. This high speed stream of electrons is tightly focused using magnetic fields and applied to the materials to be joined. The beam of electrons creates kinetic heat as it impacts with the work pieces, causing them to melt and bond, uh, bond together. It is performed in a vacuum environment as the presence of gas can cause the beam to scatter. Now, before we go on, I just want to say very strongly and adamantly that, end quote, we can correlate this directly using the process of elimination, regardless of what you think of the individual himself, Bob Lazar, when he said that certain types of argon gas were used harnessing that of electron beam welding. I don't know if he used those exact words, but again, relative to not reverse engineering flying saucers, but relative to uh, Alice Project Looking Glass. And we covered that in the last handful of weeks and months as well. Let's carry on, and I quote, Due to it being a vacuum process and because of the high voltages used, this welding me method is heavily automated and computer-controlled. Interesting. For those that are members, you'll, you'll know much more adamantly, probably, pertaining to the computer-controlled part of this sentence. We, we can't overlook that. This is part of the data obfuscation. We don't always need to look into classified documents to see what is at times right in front of our faces. Computer-controlled artificial intelligence, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but at the same time, I can't say it's a good thing either, right? So let's carry on. As a result, specialized fixtures and CNC tables are used to move the workpieces inside the welding vacuum chamber. Recent developments in electron beam welding machine technology have realized a local method of electron beam welding whereby the electric beam gun is enclosed in a vacuum box on the side of the material to be joined rather than placing the entire workpiece inside a vacuum chamber. Now, end quote. This is what gets interesting. Excuse me, because some of you may be thinking, okay, Dave, the title is The Sphinx Harvesting Electron Beam Welding to Reignite J-Rod's Presence, right? So we now know what electron beam welding is. What is J-Rod, or who is J-Rod, rather? Well, J-Rod, for those that are not familiar, believe it or not, if we jump on over here, we'll see. Uh, Project Serpo, BibliothecaPlates.net, again, a great indexing website. J-Rod was allegedly an extraterrestrial, okay, that essentially was part of a, an ET human exchange program that we've covered in previous public episodes many months ago pertaining to Ronald Reagan being briefed on it by CIA Director William Casey. That human ET exchange program was called Project Serpo. Now, J-Rod, allegedly, let's do some real-time research together, folks, okay? J-Rod alien UFO. Let's just say, for example, here, apparently this is J-Rod, what we see right here. This is J-Rod, and interestingly enough, we can also help substantiate the photo because we see here the plane or the jet was called Colonel J-Rod. Okay, and we see here now, it looks to be, it has three fingers. Again, a very speculative image, but I just want to point this out. And you see the mask or the helmet seems to be a little bit different, assuming it's a helmet, even if that's the case, right? J-Rod allegedly was this being, all right, and we'll see over here. This may, in fact, be J-Rod as well, relative to a 1990s uh, piece of footage that was leaked from uh, an individual from Area 51. Anyways, J-Rod was allegedly a being that essentially was a... Some say this is when it gets iffy. Us from the future. Some say it is a, an ambassador representing the Zeta Reticuli Greys. Certain, I guess you could say, um, elements of the or factions of the Zeta Reticuli Greys. And you had to enter what was called the Sphere in order to communicate with the J-Rod. 
as they call them, J-Rod. And essentially, this individual, whenever you'd go in, would have a gun that would inject the J-Rod with something or a device that would make its presence more susceptible for frequential communication in order to gather information. Apparently, this was part of an overall agreement. Now, interestingly enough, again, we see some sketches pertaining to the J-Rod incidents, right? We see over here, for example copyright stargate productions i want to just be very clear area 51 jrod.com i don't want to you know again i want to credit where it's due um we see here in some cases there have been some again this is an individual in the sphere we see and this is apparently the jrod attacking the individual in some cases now you might be saying dave why do you bring all of this up well notice how the consistencies regardless of the story that i mean there are different angles of the story that are different but one thing is consistent whenever a human enters the sphere okay with this gun all right, folks, whenever a human enters the sphere with this gun, they have to inject the gun into the alien and the gun is the one or laser, whatever you want to call it, is the one consistent part of every angle of this particular story. Interestingly enough, again, we see now in this particular illustration, the drawing of the genitals of J-Rod, which is interesting because again, J-Rod's genitals are alleg allegedly have been pho photographed, therefore this would actually be in most cases, a synthetic sovereign ET being that does have reproductive organs. This is allegedly another photograph of J-Rod from the Project Serpo program. Now, you might be saying, Dave, why do you bring all this up? Well, let's take a look back at electron beam welding, okay? Back at twi-global.com. Look at this, and I quote, Recent developments in electron beam welding te uh, machine technology have realized a local method of the welding whereby the beam gun is enclosed in a vacuum box on the side of the material to be joined rather than placing the entire workpiece inside a vacuum chamber. Would this not be, folks, uh, sorry, would this not be the vacuum chamber, the sphere in which the individual went into? Right? Wearing the suit and then the gun had to be applied? I would dare to say, because you might be saying, okay, Dave, what are you getting at here, right? What, what, you, what are you trying to point out? What, what, do you, what point are you trying to make in this regard? The technology's been around, it's just being disseminated at this point in time in order to prepare for some type of dissemination of not disclosure, but energetic, I guess you could say, um, sandwiching, using certain frequencies to camouflage other frequencies with electron beam welding, which in some cases, some have argued the towers that, have been, that are being put up relative to the new... Um, cell phone signal as we'll call it i want to be very careful in this case because this is going to be a public episode they may in fact be helping to camouflage and sandwich those frequencies together now we haven't even gone to the best parts folks okay so we see now for example project circle bibliothecaplates.net interview with ebe extraterrestrial biological entity 2 march 5th 1983 okay what we'll see here all right is that ebe2 sat in a chair across the table from two civilians of the Air Force Colonel. All right, EBE-2 responded in perfect English, but sounded like a machine-generated voice. Very hard to explain, but it was either coming from a device that EBE-2 had in front of him, or from something in its body. EBE-2 explained the weather of its planet, which was dry, varying temperatures between 65 and 90 degrees. There was 35 hours of constant sunshine and 3 hours of darkness. Rainfall occurred only during one of its months each year. The day lasted 38 or... 38 of our hours they did not have months but did have years which consisted of approximately 600 of our days excuse me they used a society cycle which i understood to be similar to our months 
All right. During the society cycle, each Eben worked a certain time and conducted business. There was also a rest cycle, which consi consisted of a regulated period of sleep. I don't recall the exact hours or the exact number of hours sleep uh, of sleep or rest. EBE2 discussed. All right weather patterns and how they were formed. I don't recall the exact words. However, EBE2 seemed very intelligent and fully explained each weather pattern in precise detail. He used Earth's equivalents for meteorology terms, end quote. Now, now we're going to jump on over to uh, rexresearch.com. Luke Montagnier, I'd like to thank, I believe this was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brandy from our Patreon community for actually sending this to me, and I would have not known about this if it wasn't for you, so thank you so very much. We'll see here, and I quote, a Nobel Prize winning biologist, all right, has ignited controversy after publishing details of an experiment in which a fragment of DNA appeared to teleport or imprint itself between test tubes, all right? Hence the headline, DNA molecules can teleport, Nobel Prize winner says. According to a team headed by Luc Montagnier, previously known for his work on HIV and AIDS. Again, we can make those real world modern day connections to what's going on in the, in the world right now. Two test tubes, one of which contained a tiny piece of bacterial DNA, the other pure water, were surrounded by a weak electromagnetic field of 7 hertz. Again, the number 7. Take that as you will. It's not for me to say if that is something significant or not, but I definitely would dare to say it would be, especially those on Patreon, you know. Um, 18 hours later, after DNA amplification using a polymerase chain reaction, as if by magic, the DNA was detectable in the test tube containing pure water. And if we scroll down, we will see... Believe it or not, folks, again, the report here describing exactly what occurred. Remote transmission of electromagnetic signals inducing nanostructures amplifiable into a specific DNA sequence. Now, let's jump on over to, excuse me, uh, give me one second here, sorry, fizz.org, February 20th, 2006, folks, nano world, nano for self-healing material, nanoparticles dispersed through a material can migrate to cracks, potentially leading to self-healing composites in everything from cockpits to microelectronics, experts told UPI's nano world, end quote, before I go on, notice how this was spoken of so adamantly, so openly, so positively many, many years ago, but now you say the word nano, all of a sudden, regardless, you type in nano on your Instagram post, your Twitter post, you can bet there's more than likely, I don't want to say for certain, but an algorithm that is looking up to see, oh my gosh, are you going to go against the narrative that's being pushed out these days? Whereas in 2006, this could be spoken about so, so easily. All right, we see here, in multi-layered microelectronic systems or in laminates, repairing cracks is something that could be done by the system itself. Consequently, repairs could be done with minimal external invasion. Hence, referring back to that again, this form of Mr. Luc Montagnier's report pertaining to the way in which DNA can in fact teleport relative to the example in a metaphorical sense I gave at the beginning about you being a kid playing Call of Duty, sort of being stuck in between all of this situation. You just happen to be a good gamer, not realizing you were controlling robots, doing all these things, and now you're right in the thick of it. You see what I'm saying? So again, you don't realize how involved you are even in your day-to-day -day life until you find out later on, my gosh, right? Now, here's what we're going to find equally as interesting as well. Look at this right here, thesun.co.uk. Close encounter. I photographed a bulbous-headed naked alien as the creature ran past my hunting camera in a notorious UFO hotspot. A hunter claims he caught a naked alien on camera as the creature ran past his trail camera in a notorious hotspot. 
this is what I mean, folks, when I say J-Rod's presence, all right, to reignite the presence, because we are we are witnessing right now, I would dare to argue, not saying it's factual, but we're witnessing a global restructuring or reshaping campaign, which is something that if we look at the Rand Corporation documents, or even documents published by various other sources relative to contractors and group thinks uh, pertaining to that of the uh, military industrial complex, it's out there. It's pretty obvious there was going to be some type of restructuring, and they said this back in the early 2000s, it is just being executed now. So don't get me wrong, a lot of things are classified, but a lot of data could actually be found within that of blatant data obfuscated quote-unquote public documents. And we know this because when we look, for example, at these beings that seem to have the same type of structures, if we zoom in a little bit here, uh, compared to, for example, the UFO Turkey incident back in 2008, if I'm not mistaken, right? We see the shape of the heads of these beings and the mouth and the indentures and the curves and the way in which they behave and, 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 and their mannerisms seem to be consistent. Now, you could say, Dave, this is maybe a guy wanting to do it for attention. Yes, I'm not speaking just on this particular instance. I'm just saying this is another report to throw into the database to then use later on as a process of elimination to say, hold on, something may actually be here. Now, let's take a look at this. News.sky.com. Venus may have alien life forms in its clouds, scientists suggest. Oh, how freaking convenient just now, right? Scientists think the origins of the ammonia could be biological despite the planet being so hot that it was believed any life would struggle to survive there. And quote, those on Patreon that follow particularly our series with Micah and Ani will know that this is quite significant relative to the numerology, the astrotheology, the cosmology, all right, the esoteric angle, in addition to the literal angle that there's apparently literal physical craft representative of the Galactic Federation hovering around Venus. And Venus is... Um, Venus's surface was livable at one time, but loads and loads of different forms of war destroyed it. Again, the book, uh, excuse me, Strangers at the Pentagon refers to, again, uh, the individual by the name of, uh, please forgive me, Valiant Thor, coming from a ship that, a mothership that hovered around Venus. Okay, now, let's take a look at this right over here. TheDrive.com. Undersea cable connecting Norway with Arctic Satellite Station has been mysteriously severed just 48 hours ago as of the time I'm recording this, January 10th, 2022. An undersea fiber optic cable located between mainland Norway and the Svalbard Archipelago in the Arctic Ocean has been put out of action in a still mysterious incident. The outage on the subsea communications cable, the furthest north of its kind any in the world, follows an incident last year in which different cables linking an undersea surveillance network off the Norwegian coast were severed, a story that we covered in great detail at the time. Interestingly enough, the latest disruption involves one of two fiber optic, uh, fiber optic cables that enable communications between the Norwegian mainland and Norwegian-administered Svalbard that lies between the mainland and the North Pole. The outage occurred on the morning of January 7th. Again, the number seven for those that are into numerology. I'll let you folks, you know, do, uh, do your own research in that particular sub uh, subtopic for yourselves, if you will. End quote. Now, what we'll see here is that, again, the North Pole, fiber optic cables, no official legitimate explanation. Could it be USOs, underwater unidentified submerged objects? Could it be that, again, we are witnessing a reshaping, reforming campaign? On a global level, could it be that these magnitude earthquakes, these 6.2 magnitude earthquakes are not always natural per se? Could, the, could it be these deep underground military bases being quote-unquote cleansed, if you will? I got to be careful about saying that on YouTube because of what the association, whether deliberate or not, with that particular community. Uh, you folks think, I, I think most of you folks will know what I'm referring to. But look at this again, the drive.com. Mystery surrounds FAA order to halt all West Coast air traffic after North Korean missile launch. 
Aircraft across the western U.S. were simultaneously ordered by the FAA to land or stop on the ground without explanation. Could it be very possible that this North Korean missile launch was a distraction to use as justification to cover for some motherships entering the atmosphere? I'm not saying that is factual, folks. I'm saying we must think and use our forms of extrapolation and process of elimination because, again, the media lies to us on a global level. So I, I, I'm not trying to say that I am right and you are wrong or even you guys are right and I'm wrong. Not at all. I'm saying we need to work together to use this data and say to ourselves, okay, what is the most likely outcome? Especially, sorry, if we go back to the undersea cable connecting, Nor uh, connecting Norway with Arctic satellites article, again, we got to think North Pole, Agartha, secret bases in Antarctica, Norway, a lot of ETs that generally uh, tend to look like humans, whether good or bad is not for me to say, but a lot of them tend to reside in Norway, Denmark. You know, a lot of the Baltic regions, right? Uh, again, uh, you know, Russia, the, this whole, you know, Siberia, all of that. Could there be, again, some type of internal faction or war going on? And this would be the, the result of that. And again, the, all they got to do is just say it's a, it's a mystery. Just like the, 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 that submarine a couple months back was a mystery, what they collided with underwater. And those underwater Navy men that then went on to Discord to, into UFO communities on Discord said, listen, we're experiencing a USO and we don't know what to do, had their phones removed shortly after asking those questions on Discord. All right. And then if we jump to people who made proposals using collective overall thinking about the underwater cables, these cables could have been severed during World War II as well. Obviously, they were far less advanced than they are now. But the point is, is that if these countries really wanted to go at each other, they could have taken out the cables. I'm not saying war is a stage, but in a lot of regards, one must think. How come during World War II, these countries didn't go after each other's banking systems? How do you go after the banking systems? You cut the underwater cables. None of them did that to each other. They simply, they really could have if they wanted to. We know the Nazis got real close to the, the geographical vicinity of where the Manhattan Project was being tested, allegedly. So why didn't they cut the cables? Because God forbid you disrupt the banking system of these people that are at war. Even when they're at war, there's still unofficial, official agreements. So why do we as the masses have to be the ones that are sandwiched in? Again, going back to that example at the beginning, take a look at this, futurism.com, physicist, the entire universe might be a neural network. The idea is definitely crazy, but if it is crazy enough to be true, that remains to be seen. It's very possible. Think, end quote, think of perspective again. Why is this all coming out now within the mainstream media? All these studies, all of these studies, and it's perspective. We could, it's possible that the solar system is one big neural network, but the point I'm trying to make here, folks, ultimately, I'm sorry for getting so off, trap, off track, is that we're going to be covering very shortly uh, a live stream pertaining to the Romanian Sphinx. Okay, and underneath there, there being this something called a projection room. So when I see the Sphinx in this title, I'm not referring to the Sphinx in Egypt. A lot of people might think that. But at the same time, what I mean by Sphinx is I'm referring to an ideological focal point or pillar, if you will, that uses electron beam welding to sort of saturate and sandwich a lot of the uh, extremely low frequential, um, uh, I guess you could say vibrational brains. That's the term. Excuse me. I haven't, I haven't um, used that term in a while. Vibrational brains, B-R-A-N-E-S, for anyone interested, to become, again, artificially clogged in. And we can also say, too, that this also fits in with that of the nine rings of the toroidal fields, which interestingly enough have to do with Dan Winter's work on self-implosion. But anyways, let's take a look at this right here. Fizz.org. Again, this was just yesterday as of the time I'm recording this. Researchers create molecular device that can record and alter cells as bioelectric fields without creating damage. How convenient that this is a multi-pronged shape-shifting operation in the sense that there's all these random earthquakes, okay? We have to speculate as to what that is. We now have all these articles coming out at once. 
Again, researchers create, researchers suggest. I'm not trying to discredit the ones that find out things on the surface, but we also have to understand the origination relative to the dissemination of that data that led these researchers on the surface to come to these findings. You see what I'm saying? Take a look at this right here. Artificially, again, same day yesterday, artificially altered material could accelerate neuromorphic device development, phys.org. All right, phys.org again yesterday. Common household cleaner can boost effort to harvest fusion energy on Earth. Sci and I quote, scientists have found that adding a common household cleaning agent, the mineral boron contained in such cleaners as borax, can vastly improve the ability of some fusion energy devices to contain the heat required to produce fusion, reaction, fusion reactions on Earth the way the sun and the stars do. End quote. Why is all of this just being allowed now? And I say this from a common sense perspective, folks, and this is what's going to really sort of bring it all full circle, if you will. Fizz.org. Again, this is today. Building a silicon quantum computer chip atom by atom. All right. Their technology offers the potential, and I quote, to make quantum computers using the same methods that have given us cheap and reliable conventional devices containing billions of transistors. We could, and I quote, we could hear the electronic click as each atom dropped into one of 10,000 sites in our prototype device. Our vision is to use this technique to build a very, very large scale quantum device. And quote, if we, any of you folks have, uh, you know, joined our Patreon, you'll see in our recent episode with Ani Osaro, brother, thank you so much for even doing the series with us. You'll see that what's referred to often as chaos magic with respects to multiple events happening at once that can't always be described by science because it is exclusive to that particular context in the sense of it's got a frequency emitting over a certain sigil so it only works in certain you know ionized air pockets or frequential pockets of air so to speak that's that same concept of quantum quantum entanglement sort of like when Lou Elizondo recently gave the example I believe if I'm not mistaken I don't mean to put words in his mouth but lighting a cigarette the cherry on the cigarette as it's being lit or a cigar whatever right as it's being lit, notice how that cherry, it's, everything's burning at once. That could describe chaos magic, which could in turn directly describe quantum entanglement, which would in theory substantiate the 47th problem of Euclid, which I believe is in the 33rd degree Freemason's understanding of education. Again, not saying it's good nor bad. That's not my place to say, which is the Pythagorean theorem. So clearly there is something here that is occurring that is clearly being suppressed. Okay, now, if we jump back to Luc Montagnier's report to sort of wrap all of this up, here's what we're going to see. Look at the different uh, descriptions of the electromagnetic signals and depictions, the physical depictions, okay? You might be saying, Dave, what are we looking at here? Why are you showing us this? Well, take a look at this right here. Notice how, again, whether it was through the use of different forms of informational data relative to modern-day binary computer mechanisms, it still worked using, see right here, folks, the toroid field, those loops, if you want to call it again right over here not only that but this could also substantiate the fact that these aliens could in fact insert their presence again what i mean by presence in this title in another way into the internet using quantum entanglement why that wouldn't be the case i don't know because as jacques valet argued we are living we could very strongly be living in what's referred to as an information structure or a neural network so folks I'd like to thank you so, so very much for uh, hearing me out for those that have come across uh, the show for the first time and all that. Let me know what you think and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.